the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Today's epistle continues the theme of last week's epistle. It is the Christian vocation to do what is right, not because we are looking for approval from some temporal judge, but because we're looking for approval from God on what the epistle today calls, quote, the day of visitation. This week's epistle puts a greater emphasis on the witness that Christian behavior provides to non-believers. St. Peter begins, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. This is a reference to Abraham and his status as a resident alien in the promised land. Abraham lived in the promised land, but he was never a citizen of the country and he never owned any property except for a cave he bought for the burial of the dead, he bought from the natives. Our true citizenship is in God's heavenly kingdom. We don't belong to the current world order and we don't have any lasting inheritance here. We may, quote, own houses, investments, cars, and other things. But such ownership is merely a lease of undetermined length. As St. Paul says, quote, we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. We abstain from fleshly lusts precisely because we understand that nothing we may desire in this world lasts. We desire things in the wrong way when we treat temporary things as though they were eternal. Our consumer and marketing culture continually presents the temporal, the transitory, as though it were ultimate. The fact that it never delivers the promised fulfillment is proof that the message is a lie. Christ teaches us to see the world through what we might call sacramental vision, to see that the good things of this world are outward and visible signs that are designed to point us towards God. When our desire for and use of things is informed by this sacramental vision, we do not pursue and use created things as though they were ultimate. Rather, we give thanks for the creation as a gift to be used as God intended, and we take care of the creation as stewards who will be held accountable. The epistle emphasizes the impact the behavior of resident alien Christians has on the natives who observe us. In the first century, when St. Peter was writing, Christians were viewed as a small and strange Jewish sect. They were suspect because they did not fully participate in the imperial cult, which means they did not fully participate in the life of the average city. St. Peter's point is that faithful behavior leaves the critic without a charge. 
They may call you evil, but when they see the good things that you do, they will be led to glorify the God you represent. Thus, quote, with well-doing, ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Our contemporary situation is coming to resemble the first century situation more and more. Those who practice the faith in a serious way are increasingly alienated from the common life of the larger society. We are increasingly viewed as a strange minority and are sometimes spoken against as evildoers, as those who stand in the way of some desired societal goal. St. Peter's counsel is thus increasingly apt for us as well. St. Peter says that we should obey the laws and respect authority, quote, for the Lord's sake. As strangers and pilgrims, we are ambassadors for the heavenly kingdom. When people observe us, they draw conclusions about the Lord and the kingdom we represent. As ambassadors, we are called to represent the gospel well. This means paying attention to how we convey our message. We live in a contentious time. Various arguments rage about various issues in various venues. When we enter into this fray as Christians, we run the risk of being viewed merely as a combatant in someone else's war. To be sure, moral and theological boundaries must be articulated. We articulate these boundaries mainly for the purpose of getting those who disagree with us to join us. That is what evangelism is, and that is what the church exists to do. The law is the schoolmaster to bring people to Christ. Few people are converted by the logic of our impeccable arguments. Many people are converted by love. Thus, it is our vocation to speak the truth in a spirit of love that is genuinely concerned for the conversion and spiritual growth of those we engage. Sometimes this means changing the terms of the argument. When Jesus came to Israel, a debate was raging in the nation. The righteous, represented by the Pharisees, stood in opposition to the sinners who did not observe the Torah. The righteous believed that the sinners were responsible for the fact that God was not blessing the nation of Israel. Jesus rejected the terms of the debate. He never said that those labeled sinners weren't really sinning. Rather, he said, all were sinning and all needed to repent. The result is that many sinners became righteous and many righteous became sinners. As strangers and pilgrims, we are called to be set apart from the world. 
We must not fight our battles on the world's terms. We must not allow the concerns of the kingdom to be co-opted for the service of some other end. We are ambassadors for the kingdom of God. The purpose of holy behavior, according to St. Peter, is so that those who observe us will glorify God, quote, on the day of visitation. The word visitation is related to the word bishop. In last week's epistle, St. Peter called Jesus the shepherd and bishop of our souls. The day of visitation is thus the day when the great bishop will come to visit us. Because this exhortation comes in the middle of talk about citizenship, it is likely that St. Peter had in mind the manner in which Roman cities prepared for an emperor to visit. Cities would go to great lengths to make sure that all things were in order and prepared before the emperor came to review and assess the city. We gather around the altar as the earthly outpost of the heavenly kingdom, and our king comes to visit us here each week. Each week we prepare to meet him, reviewing our behavior for the past week and planning in the coming week to do all the good works that he has prepared for us to walk in. Here we train our sacramental vision. We look at bread and wine, but we see Christ. This is preparing us for a greater visitation. This is preparing us for the day when the sacramental signs will give way to a direct encounter. We will see face to face. We will no longer gather as an outpost to the kingdom of God. For the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. All we do as strangers and pilgrims, as ambassadors for God's kingdom, is in anticipation of and in preparation for that day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.